0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. I'm getting to it here. Second Chronicles two and verse number one. The Bible says, "And Solomon." Determined, everyone say determined, to build a house for the name of the Lord and a house for his kingdom. Turn over to the next chapter, 2 Chronicles 3 verse 1. The Bible says, then Solomon began, everybody say began began to build the house of the lord at jerusalem and mount moriah where the lord appeared unto david his father in the place that david had prepared in the threshing floor of ornan the jebusite now skip over a few more chapters to chapter number seven in verse number 11 we'll read one verse of scripture there as well thus solomon everybody say finished finished the house of the lord and the king's house and all that came into solomon's heart To make in the house of the Lord. And in his own house. He prosperously effected. Two and one said he determined it. Three and one said he began it. 7-11 said he finished it. Amen. This morning very simply I want to minister. Determine. Begin. And finish. Determine. Begin. Begin and finish can we pray together this morning god i love you god i appreciate lord jesus your power i appreciate lord your presence God I'm in great need Lord of you this morning God my body is tired but I pray and Lord let that spirit God that is inside of me arise Lord to the occasion God to the ministry Lord Jesus of your word I know Lord we can have Lord some strength Lord God that is Lord derived God from your word God there's life in it I pray God speak that life into our spirit that life into our soul we'll thank you and we'll praise you for it and the love name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen and amen. Everybody say amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Amen. Solomon has undertaken in scripture and in his life a very great task committed to him by the Lord of building a temple for God. One of the most ornate and elaborate temples that would have ever been built in its day. None had been built like it before nor would there be any that would follow after it that would be built like the temple of Solomon. It was the task of Solomon, if you will, the job, the occupation of his to build such a temple. But I believe in the verses that uh, we relate to you this morning that his task and his occupation here demonstrates to you and I demonstrates to the modern church and demonstrates to us as individuals uh, the steps that are needed in order to bring something to completion. The steps that are needed in order to bring something to its finality. For scripture tells us in these three verses that Solomon determined and that Solomon began and that Solomon finished. I might say today that his determination would not have availed very much. His determination would not have amounted to much of anything if he never finished. All the determination and zeal that he may have had in the very beginning, his good intentions and purposes that he had in the very beginning would have truly availed to nothing had he not finished. There's just something about starting, having intentions to start, but then bringing it to a place of completion and finish where at the end of the day when you can look over your shoulder and say this is exactly what I intended to do. This is exactly what I purposed in my my mind. We all have times that perhaps we've left the day and we've looked back over our shoulder and we start to compare our to-do list with our finished list. And uh, perhaps we suffer very greatly with not too many lines through those things that we had intended to do. But there is a sense of accomplishment whenever you can look at that list. And this is what I planned to do today. And you you, you compare that to what you did. And when you have done everything that you intended to do, there's just a sense of accomplishment. That That's what I set out to do and that's what I have done. I believe today that we need to have somewhat of the mentality of Solomon and follow the pattern of Solomon because there are times in our life and this walk of life called Christianity that we set a list of some to-dos in the realm of the spirit, that we set sometimes list of to-dos after we've had an ecstatic week at camp and we start saying how we are going to do this or we're gonna give a little bit more time to this so we're gonna be a little bit more involved here but but the thing is not in the determination and what you're intending to do or planning on doing but it's when this life is o'er and and the old trump of God sounds when we look back to see if we carried out what we intended if if we demonstrate what we have purposed in our life I know personally folks I have left men's conferences and I, I have left settings of revivals and I went away from there and I purposed this is what I said. I'm going to. I'm going to start getting up at at this time in the morning, so I can fit some more prayer in my day. And and I, I'm going to set aside this many meals, and I'm going to be more exuberant in my worship. And I'm going And I found myself, sister, I had some good intentions. Good, yes, honorable intentions, and I carried them on for. Sometimes a week, sometimes two weeks, only for them to be, I began even. I even began what I intended to do, but time had elapsed and time had gone by. and I look over my shoulder and I'm not doing that anymore. I wasn't doing that anymore. and I never finished or brought it to completion. The very thing that the enemy of our soul is afraid of. He's not afraid of your ups and downs. What he's afraid of is whenever the end of time comes. If you have endured unto the end, if you have become a finisher, He's afraid of the people that's gonna finish. He's not afraid of the turmoil that you're struggling with right now. He's not afraid of the sickness that's riveting your body right now. What he is afraid of for you to just go on and progress and intend and work and work and be a finisher one of these days. Solomon's start would have been futile if he had never finished. So the importance isn't necessarily put upon the determination. The importance isn't necessarily placed upon the beginning but the finishing of the task. And While determining and starting and beginning is all a part of the process to completion. The main thing is after you start, are you going to finish? After you say you had a good intention, are you going to follow through because really our determination is dependent upon the value of whether or not we finished. How determined you really were is based upon whether or not you Finish. You know there are places today, and uh, and I, I kind of noticed this morning. Maybe it's just a long process, but I noticed this week we went by a particular house and a building that it was in the process of being built last year, if I don't recall uh, this correctly, and it's still standing there unfinished. I mean, there's still quite a bit of it unfinished, and I'm just asking myself, I wonder what happened there. Uh, somebody had some really good I- intentions and was determined to do something. They even began something, but it's not quite finished there yet. Amen. And I wonder what happened there. I wonder if if they didn't do, as scripture said, if they didn't sit down and begin to count the cost. I wonder if they didn't sit down and count the costs about what sacrifices were gonna be made, what type of monetary money it was gonna take in order to do what was gonna to need to be done because I believe even sometimes in our intentions and the goodness of how we wanna start and begin, we haven't sat down first and began to count some of the costs. How much sacrifice might be involved? How, how much time might be involved? How, how much sweat and blood and tears and anguish of the soul might be involved? But Jesus understood well what it took to finish something. The Bible tells us in John 17 in verse number four, in that prayer, he was praying over his disciples before he left the earth. He says, I have glorified thee on the earth. It was was Jesus as a man praying. Jesus as a man that was praying. Amen to God. Amen the spiritual side, if you will, of himself. He says, I've glorified thee on the earth. He says, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Yes, sir. Everything that Jesus did in his earthly ministry was for the glory of God. Yeah. There was nothing that he contributed to himself, but to his father, to God. As a matter of fact, he oftentimes spoke that he could do nothing unless the father instructed him to do so. Yeah. Jesus, whenever he received even the words of Lazarus' sickness, he said, this sickness Is not unto death, but for the glory. The glory of God. And Jesus remains a couple more days. Amen, just a couple more days where he was. Just so that whenever he got to that place of death where Lazarus is at, that the people would be convinced that this could not be done except God be with this man. For the glory of god hallelujah oh jesus and he arrives then at this scene he asks them to take away the stone martha tells him that lazarus would stink because he has been dead for four days however the lord responds unto her he says if thou would believe thou shouldest see the glory of God, hallelujah, God had a plan through the man Jesus Christ to do some great exploits, there were some great dreams that were cast, there were some great intentions and good intentions that were cast, and Jesus went forth in his earthly ministry beginning to do many of those things, but he did not leave the earth until he had finished the work but it was the work of his father what he was doing was the work of God, and if anything was going to happen glory was going to be given until to the Lord. Can I just somehow prompt us in our spirit today that we need to start getting some good intentions that's beyond what I can dream up, but let them be the dream of your heavenly Father. They're gonna seem like some things that are beyond you, and let me tell you, if it's not beyond you, then it's probably not God. If you can do it within your own hands, and your own making, it's probably not God, but if it's gonna take the God factor in the scenario in order to get it accomplished, go on and dream. Go on and put in some purposes and begin and watch the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. Someone say amen. Jesus' purpose was right. His motive was right. He had a goal set to finish. His aim was to finish, to complete his God-given mission that the world through him might be saved. Even in his dying hour, the last utterance from the cross of a progression of seven was what it is finished. How that happened? Because somebody was determined somewhere along the way. How that happened? Someone had some good intentions along the way that were carried through upon that were acted upon hallelujah that, that that was the accomplishment of a beginning the ending was the accomplishment of a beginning that had a definite end hey amen jesus in his earthly ministry he never even tried to get followers with any type of false pretenses he encouraged them, as I already told you today, to count the cost. He encouraged them that they must deny their family, their mother, their father, all these other things, and take up their cross and follow him. In other words, he says, "I don't want you just to begin to think about the start of the matter. I want you to begin to think about where you might be in the middle of this project, in the middle of this life, in the middle of this lifestyle. I want you to understand that the foxes have their holes and the birds of the air have their nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. I want you begin to think you might not know where you rest sometimes at night if you're going to follow me. You might not know where your next meal's going to come from if you follow me. But rest assured. But rest assured. If you have a determined spirit to finish, boys, whenever I leave this world, you're going to be here and you're going to propagate this. You're going to preach this. And whenever you leave, you're going to be able to say, as I said, it is finished. What I planned to do, what I intended to do, what I began to do, I completed. Someone say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Solomon determined to build a temple. In the Hebrew, he intended, the scripture says, to build a temple. Good intentions, good thoughts. The good thought people, the entertainment of thought idea, what we should do idea, as we've said at times in the history of this church, is that there is a large crowd of good intention people. My favorite kind are those that can suggest what should be done but don't want to do it. My favorite baffles I mean, they could come up for the cure to solve world hunger, but they're, they weren't, they're not gonna do the work for doing it. They'll pass that on to somebody else to empower them. Yeah. All right. I think maybe we can only really call them good intentions if they're ever followed through. <laughs> A lot of times we say, well, they had good intentions and they never followed through. I don't know if that's the right terminology. Maybe the good intentions should only be good if they are followed through. For instance, in Acts 3.13, the Bible records that Pilate, listen now, he was determined, Scripture says, to let Jesus go. He had some good intentions, Sister Craig. I find no fault with this man. We might as well just let him go. Let him go free. But we all know that instead of doing that, he turned our Lord and Savior over to the people and he washed his hands of the matter with a bow of water in the eyes of all the people. So he basically, he was basically in so many words, said, I don't have no control over this. Yeah, right. Had good intentions to do something, but never followed through. He was determined. But let's say like this, he was not determined till the end. Jesus however Jesus was determined Bible says that he chose to do the will of God in spite of everything that laid before him in the amplified version of Luke 9 and verse 53 it says that his face was set as if he was going to Jerusalem his face was set amen (laughs) it wasn't vacillating it wasn't turning from left to right in every which way but it was fixed, it was set, as if he was going to Jerusalem. In other words, nothing was gonna stand in his way to deter his mind. He had a made-up mind. It was set. It was almost like Ruth and Naomi that whenever Naomi decides she's going back to Bethlehem of Judea, she's lost her husband, she's lost her sons, and now there's some daughter-in-laws that are left, and they're pleading out to Naomi, hey, let us go with you back to Bethlehem, Judah, and let's go, And, and Naomi begins to tell them, hey, this might be a rough road. Whenever I left, there were famine back there. I can't tell you everything that may befall us At that point in time Orpha rose up and kissed her mother-in-law And went back to her family And her pagan gods But you know what Ruth said The Bible says she was steadfastly minded And she said hey Naomi Where you go I go Where you lodge, I lodge. Your people's gonna be my people. Your God's gonna be my God. Where they bury you, that's where I wanna be buried. And the Bible says Naomi didn't say another word to her. Why? Because she had a made up mind. She was set, she was steadfast, she was unmovable. Amen. Nothing was going to deter her. I like people, amen, in our day in society that although everybody's tried, everybody's trying to be deterred from the way or deterred from the path or deterred from that which is righteousness and godliness, amen. But I want the enemy and adversary myself to be able to go away, wag his head, and say, hey, that McGee, he's got a set face. He's got a made up mind. He's steadfast. He's unmovable. He's already determined something, he's already begun something, and I'm convinced. It's by trying to get him to deter that he's going to see this thing to the finish. Come on. Yes, sir. Someone saying, "Man, yes, the Bible says in Daniel one and eight that Daniel purposed in his heart, purposed, determined in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine." which he drank. They were taken into a foreign land. They're saying, eat our food, drink our drink. They changed the names. You know, you know uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those weren't Hebrew names. Those were Babylonian names. They already changed the names of those, changed the name even of Daniel, the Bible says in Scripture. Already did all that. Said, hey, you, you, can, you can call me whatever you want to call me, if I can say it like this. You know, sometimes we don't have control over what people call us. (laughs) You call me whatever you call me, but what I ingest in this body, I've purposed, I've determined not to take of the king's meat or the wine which he drank. He was determined. He knew. What did he know? What did Daniel know that we need to know? He knew that if he tasted the king's meat, that he would set himself up perhaps oh, yeah. for acquiring a taste for that type of meat. Oh, mm, I don't like liver and onions. Right. I've never tasted the liver and onions. I have one liver and I think that's fine. I've purposed and even to taste liver and onions I don't have to leave this life and you know, say that I did or didn't it really don't bother me but there's a chance if I did I just might acquire a taste they say your taste buds change quite often actually they say matter of fact they, they little Trevor he, he don't like hardly anything I'm surprised he's even alive. Because <laughs> he don't eat much of anything. We, I don't know if it's a texture problem or what. But since they say your taste buds... Listen, they say since your taste buds change for so frequently, I can't remember the number of days that they renew. I am 20s in my head, but that might be wrong. So don't take that to the doctor, okay? <laughs> my pastor said it was 20 days. <laughs> but I have them so frequently. They say that if you can somehow pinpoint a time whenever that may be taking place and initiate a new food, whenever some of those are sloughing off, if I could say it like that, there could be an opportunity for them to acquire a taste for something. And I could maybe take some liver and onions maybe just at the right time, and I might begin, I might become a liver and onion junkie at the house. But what, 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 what Daniel was saying was here, said, so I don't need to taste the king's meat. This isn't, the meat, this isn't the meat of Jerusalem. This, this isn't the drink of Jerusalem. He said, I purpose not to do this because I don't want there to even be a chance. I don't want there to even be a chance that I would acquire a taste for this type of stuff. He was determined. Let me tell, and I know we don't have any young people in here. We may have an older group of people in here. But you know, the, the, the old mindset it is for young people, well, you got to let them go sow their wild oats. You know, they have these things in different uh, sects of society you know, where they can go and try some things out to see if they're really going to be beckoned by that or if they're going to stay in, in their, their form of religion. Honey, we, we don't need a time in the church. Well, you just go on and let them dilly-dally around with all of that and, and just see if that's for them or not and they'll come back. No, 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 because I don't want them to get even any of that under their tongue or around their mouth where per chance they might acquire a taste. Someone say amen. amen. Eve's fault in Genesis was a lack of determination. Yeah. Right. If she had purposed never to taste of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but once she had a look, once she ate of it, she acquired a taste for the forbidden. Yeah. Right. Amen. She acquired a taste for the forbidden. Paul in the church at Corinth, here we go. I know. I thought we were past this, brother. <laughs> Paul at the church at Corinth with all of its problems. You know what Paul said, and there's a lot of problems in 1 Corinthians 2 and 2. He says, for I determined, everyone say determined. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. You know what he was saying? Man, There's, it's a hard time right now around Corinth. We got division. We we, we we, got people sleeping with other people's spouses. We got all this stuff going on. And could you imagine approaching the pulpit with all the knowledge he knew that was going on in the church of Corinth? Man, he had to come, no doubt. Prayer time before church. Oh God, I've determined. Whoo, help me Jesus. Not to know anything else among them save Jesus Christ. Because I know over here we got the bike batter and over here we got the fornicator and over here we got the one that's still sacrificing and the pagan gods, he had to go up there and say, man, I gotta clear all these cobwebs out of my head, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. There was grumblings, there was complainings, but he had to determine to know something. There is power in your determination if you'll follow through with it and come to completion, because even in a church this size, we can come in, and you know what's happened here and there and that. You, Man, I've just determined. I've set my face. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna follow through with this today. I can allow my worship to be somewhat squelched by the knowledge of what I know but I'm determined this morning Moses was so determined he said hey I would rather suffer the affliction with the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season I'm determined (laughs) But he wasn't just determined the Bible plainly says in Moses life that lastly he finished the work he completed the tabernacle in the wilderness whenever God calls us to follow him there's a choice to be made there's a determination that needs to be established. But going on in Chronicles there, 3 and 2, Solomon began to build. i got to hurry today. I'm dragging my feet. It's great to determine. But it's even better to determine and to begin. It's useless unless we begin. It's written of Jesus Christ in Matthew 4.17 that he began to preach. His determination carried him through a wilderness, fasting 40 days and being tempted of the devil. But whenever he came out of that, he began. Uh-huh. Determination all through it. But whenever he came out of that, he began his public ministry. Solomon began to build at that place of the Mount of Moriah, that place of the full price where I, I Abraham took his son Isaac to sacrifice him he began to build right there in that place beginning is important but I I need to get to the end here today Solomon finished 2nd Chronicles 7:11 Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house notice this next phrase now all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house he prop- prosperously effected everything that had come to Solomon's heart in other words everything that Solomon intended to do everything Solomon determined to do he did <laughs> all the to-do lists you know how I get several of them going cuz I forget and I got if I mark stuff off I got to make them smaller I got got them electronically. I got them here and sometimes I combine them. Everything that he intended to do, he did. And so between the beginning of the project and the finishing of the project, though, there's a lot of experiences that Solomon went through. There was a lot of choices that were made to continue. Amen? Amen? Uh-huh. I'm sure whenever he was devising all that in the beginning and he was determining everything, that he didn't foresee some of the days that was going to happen between start time and finish time. And so the choice that he made whenever he wrote out his to-do list was a choice that he had to stay with during the peaks and the lows during the time of building or he'd have quit. He'd have thrown in the towel. He had to make a a continuing uh, uh, decision to go on every day Temptations would come for him to give up, but he said, "No, this is what I've determined to do." To turn back, he said, "No, this is what I've determined to do." Difficulty would rivet his life, but no, this is I'm going to finish. This disappointment would come, but no, I'm going to Frustration would come, no, I'm going to finish. Fear would maybe come upon his life, but he'd say, "No, I am going to finish." The way that Jesus glorified God on the earth was by Him finishing the work that He had to do. The glory that was given to God was whenever Jesus finished. God was glorified in Solomon's day. The Bible says whenever the temple was filled with the glory of the Lord, whenever it was finished, the glory came. Read it in Scripture. Whenever the the temple had came to completion, the Bible speaks that that house was infiltrated with the glory of the Lord. So powerful that the priest could not even stand to minister. Why? Because what someone determined to do, they began to do, and they'd done it. They finished it. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Yes. There are some people in Scripture that are notable finishers, if you will. Now, we don't have the time to to go through and and check mark off every event in their life. But whenever I mention the name of David, whenever I mention the name of David, and the Bible tells us in Acts 13, 36, that for David, after he had, I like this terminology, served his own generation by the will of God, fell on asleep and was laid into his fathers and saw corruption. I like that because what I derive from the scripture, it's after he had served his own generation. By the will of God, he fell asleep. He, he died after he had finished his serving. He died after he had finished and done everything he wanted to do. Did David have points in time that he could have turned around and went the opposite direction? Oh, more times than we can count. Being a fugitive from Saul, all the headache and havoc that happened in his own family. Oh, we could talk to some people there about continuing, couldn't we? All the havoc that takes place in your own family. Amen? Yet he says, no. I got to serve. I got to do everything that he faced, yet he finished. The Apostle Paul in New Testament Scripture. Yeah, the churches that he was establishing from place in place. The accusations. Some people just leaving him for dead. Everything. The, the, the stripes that were laid upon his back. His portfolio of all uh, being, being overtaken even by false brethren, the Bible says. His own countrymen causing him to church people causing him some problems. Amen, he could have tucked his tail. Let all the chips on his shoulder fail. Amen. And say, hey, it's just not worth it. Yet in his farewell speech in 2 Timothy 4 and 7, he says, I fought a good fight. He says, I finished. Uh I finished my course. Hallelujah. Man, there's something great. Let me tell you, there's something tremendous whenever we go to a funeral parlor and there's someone sitting there in a casket and that man of God stands up and begins to read these very words for that individual's life. Hey, they fought a good fight. Hey, they finished their course. We're not just talking about finishing their life, but in many respects with something that lay before us, we're talking about, hey, they had some intentions. They were determined. They began something and they've seen it to completion today. They finished but I like what Paul said. He said, henceforth, because I've done this, because I've determined, because I began, because I finished, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of... Righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give unto me that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Ladies and gentlemen, there is something worth finishing for. There is a prize that we're pressing toward. There is a mark that we're trying to and if you see it to finish you're gonna get your crown. You say I haven't got any reward in the process, that's all right because the trophy and the end of the thing and the finish of the thing is gonna eclipse anything you may have got along the journey. Determine and begin, but don't leave out finishing. Amen. got to finish it's been several weeks ago now several weeks ago now my wife and I was doing some looking and these were people who at one time Bishop preached camp meetings, tri-state camp meetings evening services power gov. Fall in such mighty ways used in the demonstration and power of God my wife showed me something about blew the head off my shoulder I said this can't be right this is not them this isn't it she went deeper to prove to me that it was I said you gotta be kidding me I can't believe this what had happened to their life lifestyle Still go to church? Yeah. Still believe in Jesus' name, baptism? Yes. Still propagate the truth of repentance? Yes. Healing signs and miracles? Yes. (laughs) Separatedness? No. I'm talking about some people, some of you all would even know back in the day. Sweat would come off their brow. Man, they would preach the adulterated truth of the word of the Lord. And they held on to everything that was convenient. They had good determination. They began. Broke my heart, Sister Sheila. But they're not poised, right now at least, For finishing. Love and revered these people. Respect these people. High honor to these people. What's going on? What does that tell me? Whenever I look at these great, what I would call monuments of people, what happened? What's going on? It tells me that you've got to do more than just determine. You've got to do more than just begin. You've got to poise yourself every day for finishing. That the decision that you made yesterday Has to be good enough to make that same decision today. That the precepts and principles you lived by yesterday. Are good enough to live by today. Yes. Someone say amen. Another great finisher. Peter. Great finisher. He continued in his ministry. Even did some writings. He also did some writings from prison to others. While he was in prison. Wrongfully, did some writings to others. Maybe had a little rough start. His times of determination no doubt sometimes lacked. But it's two true stories in how he finished. Gave the Lord his firm words of determination when he spoke. He said, Lord, I'll go to prison even to death. He said for you. And we would see in the life of Peter how his determination waned how it weakened we see him going back to his old way of life in John 21 we see he looked at a few of the other disciples say hey we go fishing God already called him from that to be fishers of men and he goes back and embraces even the old way of life but in verse number 19 if I may read it today in John 21 I'm turning there John 21 verse number 19 listen and I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea to say that you finish well is to say then that you've ever had a moment of weakness I'd be a liar you can have a moment of weakness from beginning to finishing but still yet finish you know when I was a young man and we ran those races it wasn't always 100% along the journey of those two miles or whatever huh. sometimes I was <gasps> but I'd always finish John chapter 21 verse number 19 Lord if I didn't start at verse 18 really Jesus speaks to him and says verily verily I say unto thee when thou wast young thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest but when thou shalt be old thou shalt stretch forth thy hands another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not this spake he signifying by what death speaking of Peter he should glorify God when he had spoken this, he said to him, "Follow me." His determination had grown weak. He had went back to his own way of life. But in the end, whenever he had said somewhere along the journey, "I go to prison, even to death," that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. He finished. He finished. Amen. He even spoke of that dying hour as putting off this tabernacle, trading, if you will, the temporal tabernacle for the eternal. Tabernacle. You'll stand with me today. I don't want to hold you much longer. I see my time clicking away here. Got to be able to finish. Stephen probably did not even realize that whenever they asked for some people to serve tables in Acts chapter 6 and do the service and make the daily ministration and make sure the Grecians and everybody was taken care of, he had the slightest idea when he signed up for ministry he was going to be the first martyr. Full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Spirit, full of zeal. Man, I'm determined to do this. So determined that even before he lay down and slept, he even forgave those that were doing the erroneous deed against him. How could he do that? Because he had determined he began and he was determined to finish. He was determined to finish. In closing, just real quickly, I want to talk about people who didn't finish. You can talk about Saul. We can talk about his own confession, how he said, I played the fool and have erred exceedingly. All we can see in Saul, ladies and gentlemen, is this. We see the possibilities of what might have been, but the tragedy of what never was. He didn't finish. We look at Judas. Look at this. The same opportunity as Peter. The same opportunity as Matthew and Mark and Bartholomew the same opportunity to sit under the shade of tree or upon a high hill the same opportunity to see the miracles the signs in the waters, the same the same information the same wisdom the same spirit coursing its direction to him from the Savior seeing the same bread multiplied the same fishes multiplied amen Amen. seeing all these things take place the greatest teacher ever he sat under for three and a half years but the sad story is no matter what determination or a beginning he may have had, he chose not to finish. And Jesus said of him, of Judas, it would have been good for that man if he had never been born. And the gravity of those words take me. In other words, for a man to have such good intentions and determination to go on and even to start and begin, and not see it to, com- to completion. It had been better for that man. If he had never seen the daylight. From his mother's womb. If he wasn't going to finish. We can bow our heads in this place today. All across this building. All across this place. I want to be of the mindset. As a child of God. I want to be as a mindset of a saint of God. As a father of the Lord. Not just to throw out there and put even into words or in actions everything that I'm determined to do or all the good and purposes and inclinations that I have in my life to do. And even having a good start and all, uh, they have a good start for the Lord. I've heard that before. Man, they've made, a, they've made a good start for God, and that is so true. And we don't want to minimize the importances of starting because you can never finish unless you start. But ladies and gentlemen, whenever time is no more, and the dust of this old world settles. My question to you today is, are you going to finish? Are you going to finish what you determined to do? Are you going to finish the route that you've started in? Are you going to finish? Are you going to finish? Our, uh, I'm not talking about being the The first, if you will, but, and being the swiftest, if you will, but I'm just asking, are are you going to endure? Are you going to make the same choice today that you made yesterday? That, hey, uh, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And tomorrow, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. God, I pray, oh Lord, let there be, Lord, something on our intention and to do list every day and let it be this God I plan on finishing hallelujah and if I make it through one day let me cross it off put it back up on the top of the list of tomorrow God I'm going to finish Lord each day that I finish is a day closer that I finish overall Holy Ghost help me today hallelujah let there not be years of time go by and that we cause an eye of reflection to go upon sister so and so and brother so and so my God do you remember how great God Used them and helped him. Do you remember how much of a servant they were to the kingdom of God? Only for you to be in a place now that you're far from Him, not knowing Him. He that 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 brother so and so instructed so many different people how to get their start and stay in the truth. And and now if you're not in that place and if you're not in there, years from now, that's going to be what? Thank you for helping someone get started. But the greatest testament of your life would be if you could have finished with them if you could have finished with them Hallelujah Church if we can just begin to pray Thank you for listening If you would like more information about our services and activities you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter with the username FACMC Again that's FACMC